welcome back to another episode of Snacks in the City. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Snacks is back. Hey. Hey. The air was real shaky. (laughs) I lost my voice yesterday, and so um, this episode's coming to you live from, like, your aunt who smokes too much. Oh, my God. But you love her anyway. (laughs) But, like... I didn't actually smoke too much. I just never know how to shut the fuck up when I'm in a bar. <laughs> and then when you're in a bar, you have to talk loud anyway. So, so loud? It's not your fault. How the um, heck are you, Maddie? I'm good. You know, just on my second glass of champagne of the, and it's 11.45 a.m. Me and my mom decked the halls this morning. So I'm full of Christmas cheer. It sounds like you're off to a really great start for a really mm-hmm. great Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to go to my friend's house. We're going to play Monopoly. We were, she was also going to help me with a craft. But oh. I went to Joanne Fabrics yesterday at 4.30 p.m. And there were 4,000 people there. And I got overwhelmed and I left. So I just ordered my things online. <laughs> That's like um, the sensible thing to do. Yeah, so I, I got to tell my friend we're, we're going to have to do a rain check on the crafting, but I'm down for the Monopoly for the day. I mean, that sounds like a war crime to me, but that's no. really beautiful for you, too, and I hope it's so fun. It always is. I really love that for you, too. Um, How are you? I am good. I am good. are you better mood wise than yesterday um yes you know i am better mood wise than i was yesterday because i had a good talk with my best friend in the whole wide world and her name is maddie (gasps) and yeah on the heels of the last episode we did like even though you know, it's us talking and saying the things that we do. Um, you know, sometimes you hear them again and you're like, wow, I really need to do that. And something you reminded me of yesterday is you can't be everything for everyone all the time. And like sometimes you just need to give a definitive answer. And sometimes that answer is no, or mm-hmm. I don't want to, or I want to, but I want to do it this way at this time. Like, right. you know. Like, that was a reminder I really needed. And I was like, you know what? I wouldn't have been such an evil, cranky bitch this week if I would have advocated for myself better rather than trying to make everybody everywhere comfortable and happy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm feeling a little bit refreshed because it's like, I don't have to be in this mood. I can just say, no thanks. Right. on the cards for me right now. And keep it pushing. So I'm feeling much better. Good. I'm glad. I am feeling my age because I, like, really tried to, like, have two crazy days in a row. And my body was not having it. Mm. Like, I was trying to drink yesterday. And it was, like, every time I took a sip, I could literally almost out loud hear my body say, Girl, do you know how much we drank yesterday? Put that down. Oh, my body doesn't do that. Well, she's never done that to me before. And so 
don't worry, I am going to experiment and just try it again and see because I'm wondering if this was an issue of like just truly how much I drank on Friday night because things did get a little bit wild for me. Like maybe it's just like I took it too far. But also maybe my body is like, you're 29 now. Cut that out. So we're we're just going to try one more time and like see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, and also that just, like, happens sometimes, you know? Yeah, I also think it's, like, I'm doing that six-week, like, lifestyle change challenge thing. And so I think that um, my eating has been very different. And I, like, am wondering if I'm just – I need to drink, like, less. Like, adjust my drinking habits to match my new eating habits. Mm. I don't know. You're going to have to – Bill Nye the shit out of that. Yeah, so I'm going to be drinking in the name of science. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and fun, but, like, also science. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, this morning my mom was like, do you want champagne? And I was like, sure. And my dad was like, what? You started drinking already? It was, like, 9.45. And she like, was like, yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally going to say it, but, like, if it's a Christmas day. Yeah. Um, all right, should we get into the top three? Wait, guess mm. how many Christmas movies I've watched? Mm. And you know that I don't watch them until December 1st. I know. No, actually, that's lying. I started last Sunday. But you you are very true to the season. Okay, so I guess guess how many movie, Christmas movies I've watched in one week. In one week? Mm-hmm. Five? Nine. Holy shit. Yeah. I watched five last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my roommate were on a mission. We we love to watch these cheesy Christmas movies. Because they're so fun. After Thanksgiving, of course. Then I was babysitting late Thursday. So I watched one Thursday. I was off Friday morning. So I watched one Friday morning. And then I, we watched two on Saturday. Do you have a favorite? Um, I don't know. I really liked the most recent one we watched. We watched the Christmas Wedding Planner, and it was so good. I was going to give it an eight, but then the ending really made me cringe, so I told me to get a seven and a half. <laughs> but it was a really good movie. Hmm, okay, let's just try that one. I actually I think I might have watched that one, but... I like The Night Before Christmas. With Vanessa Williams, uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Oh yeah, I don't That's like her mouth. Oh, I like her, but there's something about like also mouth specifically. I'm not talking about her looks. I'm just like there's something about like her mannerisms sometimes when she's acting, like when she's not just talking herself. She does this weird thing with her mouth sometimes that. Of course, this is a me problem. Like, why am I paying so much attention? But there is something funny about what she does with her mouth. Hmm. I guess I'll pay more attention to that when I watch The Princess Switched again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just I've like, only seen the first one. So I gotta watch the other one. I think I actually didn't realize that there were two of them. And so I'm I not... think there's four. Oh, God. Four. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's four. Well, now I have to put it on my agenda to, like, watch all four. Yeah. Well, shoot. All right, are you ready to get into the topic? 
No. We have to do the I top mean, three. The top three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the top three is actually unhinged this week. And like, there are so many other things beyond the top three that were so top three worthy. But like, I feel like the world is like finally shaking off the like PTSD of like pandemic days. Mm-hmm. And like, you know how the news cycle kind of was going through a thing like, okay, if it's like really crazy and bad, we'll report on it. But everyone's doing the like, after all these unprecedented times, here's this feel good story. Now everyone's like, fuck that. Here's some like good ass gossip. Like the news is bumping and I am here for it. So um, I'm going to get right into it because this shit is off the walls. First and foremost, I'm going to start with like the least crazy of them all and just like some good, happy, feel good news. Congratulations are due for Kiki Palmer. She was hosting SNL last night and she just ripped open her blazer and announced she's expecting her first baby. That's so exciting for her. I'm so excited for her because she's one of those celebrities that just, like, in my head, we're friends. (laughs) You know? Like, I just feel like she's my friend. And I'm so happy for her because she's kept her, like, love life very out of the spotlight. But she's been dating this same guy for, like, a pretty long time. Wow. Or at least I think it's the same guy. But, like, I literally don't even know his name. She doesn't, like, post him a ton. They just, like, enjoy their life. And now she's having her first baby. And she looked hot doing it. Which I is saw, like, a clip on TikTok. She did look good. Yeah. So, congrats. Congrats, bestie. <laughs> okay. Then, next up, I have a Batch Nation update um, on several fronts. And so, um, if you want to just take a second to put your seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got it here for you. So, well, let's start with one that's literally not shocking. Jill broke up with Tarzan. Again. I can't even believe she accepted that. Like, and the whole, your unique personality is a good fit for me. Well, it wasn't before. And also, like, why are you saying that? Like, you think I'm fucking <laughs> weird. Stop. <laughs> no, like, also- All you have to say is, I like you. Like, why? Why is that? Yeah. Like, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, okay, no. I'd be like, mm, why are you doing that? But yeah, so they did that big to-do, and she said they broke up pretty quickly after. So I don't know if you're shocked. I'm literally not shocked at all. I'm but not. it seems like they made it a grand total of three weeks beyond the finale and then broke up. So, okay, on to the next Bachelor Nation update. Logan has won me over. I hated him. Oh, right. Me too. The whole time he was on Gabby and Rachel's season, I was like, literally shut up every single time he talked. Um, Like, I was so happy when he just mysteriously got sick and got off the boat. Um, I didn't like him at all during Paradise. We still don't know what happened with that, right? No, they're still sticking with this illness. Notice they never say COVID. It's always illness. He got sick with an illness. So he did not have COVID? No, it couldn't be COVID because then when people have questions about, like, well, why didn't anybody else have to quarantine? Like, why did he? Right, exactly. No. I The rumors I've read that seem the most solid are, like, when they were in Amsterdam, he, like, snuck off to, like, buy weed. And, like, that 
was not in the rules. So they sent him home. Uh... But we'll never know because I'm sure he's like, oh, until his contract's up and then he like does a tell-all or something. But um, he has won me over. He put out a really nice statement about like people are bullying Kate about all the things she said. And he was like, to be clear, I don't think she's, like, a horrible person. I don't think you guys should be bullying her. I think that she has some very ugly parts of her personality. But I think that's, you know, part of the joy of being on reality TV is these kind of situations pull out the good and the bad in just about everybody. And then you have to, you know, watch it when you go home and, like, face that behavior. So, you know, those little ugly pieces that we all have, hers were just, like, you know, a little louder. She was a little more open about them. And she's been pretty open about, you know, feeling horrified watching it back and so all we can do is hope that you know she actually feels horrified and like actually doesn't say that kind of stuff about people anymore um and it was just well, like such a mature response which i was not expecting from him yeah um and also you have to remember that the producers make it look like one thing when it's probably not i mean she definitely said all those things but maybe she yeah. didn't know the cameras were there <laughs> But, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's totally stuff that we would also say to each other. Yeah. I think it also just not like, as like, not as know. crazy, but or I don't like, think it's crazy to like you're looking for a life partner be like, "Well, he like doesn't have a job." Yeah. Like that is a conversation that would happen amongst your girlfriends. I think that, right. you know, her choice of wording probably trying to be funny just like made it come off very crass like that's Um, what we do after a guy like does us dirty yeah like not a guy we're actively pursuing you know yeah so i think yeah that's the piece that made it weird it's like you're like one minute telling logan like oh my god no i want to try and make this work and then like behind his back like absolutely ripping him to shreds and it's like do you want to date him (laughs) right it just didn't seem like she liked him very much, but I was very pleasantly surprised with his response. And then he was like, oh, by the way, like, I'm only posting it because people found it and I'm, like, in a good mood today, but I do make music. And he is, like, putting up the playlist of, like, he makes music and it's, like, actually kind of good. I know. I heard a little snippet. And he's funny. On yeah, TikTok. his TikToks are good. But, like, also, it's more than just that one song. Like, he posted a playlist in his story and, like, I think, honestly, that is kind of what won me over. Is like, it's not like he just like, oh, I'm done with The Bachelorette. I'm done with Paradise. I have all these new followers. And by the way, I wasn't going to say anything, but I make music. Like, he's been making music. Like, there's stuff out there already. And now he's like, well, I see people talking about it. So, like, I'll post it. Because, like, everyone's, like, fighting about whether it's real or not. And it is. So, here. Which just, like, is a random perk for him. But I think that that's cool that he didn't do the, like, clear fame grab that some people do after Bachelor stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good for him. Yeah. So, um, if you ever come to Chicago and want to kiss me, huh, I'm ready. <laughs> um, okay. And then another one. Michael A. and Danielle and Caitlin Bristow have now all apologized to Sierra. And I'm really happy about that because after seeing how Sierra behaved at the reunion 
And then knowing that that's how she was talked about on the podcast, it really did just – at first I was, like, you know, indifferent. I was, like, eh, it's, like, a little mean, but, like, whatever. But then, like, seeing the finale and it was, like, she really didn't say anything except for, like, I see it and I'm happy for you guys. Like, I just – it felt very unnecessary. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, there was never any overlap between her and Danielle. Like, it just – and then seeing the finale where she would literally was like, no, I'm just, I'm so happy for you too. It's like, I'm not really sure why she would do that. But Michael A apologized for like, he should have handled the breakup better. And like, been just like a little more honest with her a little more soon in the whatever. So then maybe she could have tried to connect with someone else if she wanted to. And he feels really bad about that. But he's just so excited. She also could have stayed. Well, I mean, if I knew no one liked me, I would have left too. But yeah, you're right. She no. could she could have stayed and tried, but, you know, she didn't want to. That's what's so weird about those shows. It's like, oh, this guy that I've been talking to doesn't like me anymore. Let me see if anybody else here likes me. <laughs> but then yeah. it's like, well, is she only liking me because she just loves me? Like, it's, it's very, there's yeah. so many different things, you know? Yeah, like NC friggin' Layers. sobbing and begging Andrew to stay when they literally just met the day before. That was so, so, so embarrassing for her. And I know that's mean to say, but like, yeah. No, that was honestly, out of all of the things I've watched within this franchise, I think that is the hardest I have ever cringed in my whole life. Like I, she literally would not let him go. He was like, not holding onto her body at all. And she was no. like, Andrew. Don't leave me. Shut up. I know. I like physically could not sit still because it was so uncomfortable. Um, but yeah. Danielle also said, you know, like I really want to apologize. Like that was not nice. And I wasn't there during your relationship. And it was all resolved by the time I got to the beach. And we didn't talk after. And so really I just shouldn't have talked on it. Because like literally none of it had anything to do with me. And I was like, okay, I feel good that you said that because, yeah. <laughs> so. so there's that, but they're happy and thriving and in Ohio together now. So that's great for them. And then the very last piece of The Bachelor whatever is Greg and Victoria were on Nick Vile's, um, Nick Vile, whatever, his podcast. And it, I didn't listen to the whole thing because it's like over two hours long. Oh, but, I know. I wanted to, but I was like, I think Bree could just give me the highlights. <laughs> so, I didn't listen to the whole two-hour thing because I had a really busy work week, and I was like, I don't have time for that. So shout out to Zachary Reality because he did, like, the spark notes. He did, like, a five. So if you care to, like, know, like, details, go to Zachary Reality's TikTok. He split oh, it yeah, up into five that. parts because the episode, like, the podcast is so long, so he normally can do it in like two parts but it's five parts long and he does like in order of the episode the highlights of like the important pieces you need to know and before I was feeling conflicted like whose side I was on did I feel like this was right and I think that I'm still like Victoria and um Johnny they just never should have gotten engaged no they shouldn't um so I think that my feelings about it really lie there is like that's the terrible thing about these shows is like the pressure to get engaged because we all knew 
he did not want to get engaged is why he didn't stay, you know, on Gabby and Rachel's season because he was not ready for an engagement. Um, and Paradise Films just right. The timeline that I saw, it was like three weeks later. Like he never even left Mexico. They just let him leave from that one resort to the next one where they filmed Paradise. And he was there. Like he never even left Mexico. Why would we expect him to have this Which like insane so life change? Sketchy. To like, of course he was like ready to start dating more people, but like to then also be engaged, you know, maybe two months later, it's like, right. Clearly is not ready for that. So I think that was the bulk of the issue. Um, but Victoria really went into the timeline of like when her and Greg became friends, how the conversations were handled with Johnny, what happened afterwards. And I just think like it was a unfortunate situation. The way she tells the story on the podcast, it makes a lot more sense timeline-wise. So I do think that she didn't cheat on Johnny, but I do see why Johnny would feel a way. You need to go watch all the parts because it's going to take you to explain it all. But I think that I'm happy for Greg and Victoria. They seem very, like, healthy and happy, and I hope that all goes well for them. And I hope that Johnny heals from, like, this very terrible heartbreak. Because he does not sound like he's doing well. But you got to go watch those parts on TikTok because it's a lot. Okay. And also, Greg and Victoria are such a hot couple. They're so attractive. Like, so beautiful. So there's that. And then the last one is royal drama. I think that um, we are on the brink of the most dramatic royal drama we've ever seen in our lifetime i can feel it brewing and it's gonna be crazy let me explain to you why so this week news of a staffer for king charles and queen camilla um getting like fired or stepping down consort camilla you're so right you're so so right (laughs) Also, that's so stupid to even have to say. Like, I cannot believe her. <laughs> the gall of that woman. But whatever. So they had a staffer step down following racism allegations. Okay? So the queen consort was hosting a fundraiser event. So she had invited this um, activist to come like speak with her. And they're kind of like doing this charity event and one of the staffers made a comment to this woman who is black um i don't know what the comment was but there were some racism allegations brought up the woman Mm -hmm. said you know what you're so right and she stepped down and then the palace you know they put out an official statement saying yes this was said we are you know really disappointed to see that that has happened because you know it's just in this day and age Come on. Why are people saying things like this? So now we know it's real because the palace has put out a statement on it. And that lady no longer works there. Not that cool of a story until I flip to page two. So the prince and princess of Wales are on official royal business in the U.S. I really could not tell you what they're doing, but they are here. They went to a basketball game while they were in Boston, I think, and um, people were like, oh, my God, it's Prince William. Oh, my God. You know, okay, freaking out. But then 
they showed them on the Jumbotron, and they had to turn it off really fast because people started booing them. Oh, my God. Do you know why people started booing them? No. Because Harry and Meghan just dropped the trailer for their new docuseries that's coming out. And there is a one singular split second where they're talking about how, like, you know, life has been rough for them the past couple of years. And there's a very chipper music in the background until this one split second when they show William and Kate. And the music just sounds kind of like out of a horror movie for one second. And then it kind of just moves on. And it's like a bunch of sad music talking about how, you know, life has been rough. And everyone was like, was that like a direct dig? At Kate and Will? Like, why'd you switch to the sad stuff right after you did that creepy slasher sound and showed them? So now there's rumors stirring around that Harry and Meghan are going to tell the truth about, like, why they're not close with the other couple. Okay? And then I read that the staffer who was fired is the same woman that they assigned to Meghan when she was like officially joining the family and they were like, okay, this is going to be your staffer. She's going to teach you all of the royal customs. So this is the woman who's going to teach you, you know, these are the kind of colors you can and can't wear. You don't cross your legs like this. You cross them like this because you're you know, a royal lady. She's teaching her all the things, everyone's titles, who's where, what in the family. And this whole time, Megan has been saying that behind closed doors, she was very miserable because the staff was not nice to her. And it was clear it was because she was, one, an American, and two, black. And everyone basically was gaslighting her like, no, nobody here is racist. We all love you. You're just really bad at everything and annoying. But this lady was just fired for being racist to somebody that was being hosted in the palace by the queen consort. So who's a liar now? And I think that this is all just about to blow up and spill over, and it's going to be such a mess, and I can't wait to watch it all unfold and read everything and watch everything because I love the royals. I can't wait for you to tell me all about it. Like, can you believe? (laughs) No. I mean, yeah, but I don't want to. I'm not really sure what that means, but... Yeah, me either. I mean, ultimately, I want everyone to just, like, be fun and happy and friends again, but I can't wait to unpack the story. Right. Oh, my God. My phone hates me. Anyway, that's it. That's all for the three. Was that not the craziest top three we've had in so long? Yeah, it was. Okay. Um, Are you ready? To get into the topic at hand? I sure am. All right. This week we are talking about. What is it? You say it better than me. I don't even <laughs> remember the order. <laughs> We're talking about cheating and communication and change. Oh my. Yeah. Oh my is right. Yeah, the oh my is like. Because there's so, so many. Like, what constitutes cheating, you know? It's definitely a personal thing, like, but I guess it involves two people. So, like, if I went on two dates with a guy and then 
I made out with another guy. I don't think I'm cheating on anybody, but the guy I went on the dates with might. Yeah, which, like, if he thinks that, I'd be like, okay, I don't agree, and I also don't think we're well-suited for each other to ever speak again. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's it, it's personal, you know? Yeah, like, you have an internal boundary of, like, what you will and won't accept from a partner. Um, which is why this topic is really going to be an interesting one for me to converse about because within all the realms I think I have just lived such an insane stupid dating life like I've been cheated on I've been in a situation where it was like I'm upset about this thing that happened but like was it cheating like does that count as cheating and then you know a weird set of conversations between me and the person I'm dating because it's like, well, no, I didn't cheat on you. And it's like, no, you didn't technically, but I still feel very betrayed here. But I've also been the other woman. And so like my views on cheating specifically, I think are so wide. (laughs) Like, (laughs) It's a huge spectrum. Yeah. But I think, like, why this topic kind of morphed into the topic that it will be is because ultimately it comes down to communication. And I think that within the realm of cheating, people get really stuck on the wrong part. Like, people get really stuck on the action when, truthfully, like, there is no room for cheating to happen if you have set communication with your partner like nine times out of ten if you have a good foundation of communication cheating will not happen and if it does like afterwards like a lot of people are very like oh my god he cheated on me i'm done i'm done here we are over i'm never talking to him again um but like with the communication piece um if cheating does happen couples can i think come back from cheating I used to not think that until I listened to this episode. Actually, of Girls Gotta Eat, they had, like, a relationship on there. And it kind of changed my perspective. And then I kind of looked at some things within, like, my parasocial circles. And it's, like, people really can come back from it. But, again, it's the communication piece. And it's, like, you have to trust that person, you know, with your thoughts and your feelings and your values. Right. So I can't wait to hash it out. So hash it out. <laughs> hash it out, then. <laughs> so I guess I'll start with, I think that um, I used to very much be in the camp of, like, once a cheater, always a cheater. Until I had some conversations. And I don't want to air out people's business, so I'll just, you know, I'm going to tell a very broad story, so I apologize for being vague, but I just feel like it's not a place to, like, tell everyone's business on this podcast without asking but like I know a couple that has been married for ever like decades decades and decades and decades and there they had some cheating go on early in their relationship but once they did the you know therapy and communication part it's like well this cheating happened because xyz and like that doesn't excuse 
cheating, but it does, like, you need context as the person who's been cheated on. Like, how did we get here? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I we've had this great relationship and we have this great connection. How did we get to a space where, like, you're looking for comfort or whatever from a person who's not me? And once you unpack that, then it's like, oh, okay, that's how we got into a situation where you even had space to make the mistake to cheat on me. How do we address that so then it doesn't happen again? And how do we address, like, making sure we both feel good to continue in this relationship? And also, how do we address what I need in terms of, like, you cheated on me, so now I'm feeling hurt. Right. And, like, if we want to continue in this marriage, what are the boundaries of, like, how this will never happen again and, like, building that trust back. And, like, literally they have been married. I think they'll celebrate, like, 40 years married. Wow. They put in the work. And so it's, like, I think people don't, like, when people say, you know, oh, like, at the wedding there's always vows that are, like, you are basically vowing to always want to work through things with your partner. And it's, like, that um, woman that I can't think of her name. I should have written it down. But that therapist was saying like people don't ever include this right like this is a betrayal of trust but like if you make a vow to a person to want to work through it like on the front end you guys should have a talk about these things so then if this happens how are we both going to behave like the solution shouldn't be to just break up like if you can't get past it then you can break up but like to just break up without ever having a conversation like you open yourself up for that to happen within all your relationships all the time which is why cheating is so rampant right now because <laughs> like nobody's talking about why it's happening right so there's that like i think well <laughs> i think i have more examples of couples who have like gotten through the cheating piece and like some of them do it well and some of them really don't but it comes down to how open are you willing to be with your partner and you have to like not hold it against them because I could totally see myself even like if we're happily married for like 30 years being like hey remember that time you cheated on me (laughs) Mm-hmm. And that's coming like in that obviously, I mean I hope not I don't have to get to that point, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, you definitely have to like make the choice Yeah every day to not bring it up. Because like you did do the work, so you have to kind of just Right. You gotta let it go. I think I'll like you can't because it's not fair to your partner. Like of course right. they did something to hurt you, but it's also just like you would never want someone to hold you to, like, the standard of, like, this one thing you did and bring it up right. every single day when, like, you've done the work to not be that version of yourself anymore. Right. And, like, it's 100% fine to say, you know what, this is a hurt that I don't think I'm going to be able to get past. And so I don't want to be mean to you for the rest of my life. We need to call it as a couple, which is, of course, right. so sad. But I think you have to be honest. Because I feel like a lot of people stay together and they aren't honest about that piece. And then it's, like, so toxic. And at that point, why stay together? (laughs) Like, I know myself. And I know, like, cheating would be hard for me to get over. It has been hard for me to get over. And I think every person that that's ever happened to me with, like, 
I'm always in the camp of like, I decide whether I think it's worth it or not to like try again with that person. And like, what, like there is no if and or but we're breaking up. Like, right. I'm not going to sit here and appease your feelings. You cheated on me. You hurt my feelings. So I'm going to break up with you and we're going to take a step back because I have to deal with that. Right. I, I need to feel better. You need and to not feel better if I'm trying to make you also not feel bad for doing a bad thing. Right. You need the space. And so, like, even if you think, like, you want to try again later, like, that's fine. But I, I need a minute. Yeah. Like, otherwise, you just sit in that same space of, like, do you want to get dinner today? Or did you want to go make out with another girl when I'm not there? <laughs> like, we're not doing anything productive because that's all I'm saying for the rest of every single day. <laughs> right. Um, horrible. Yeah. I have never been cheated on, to my knowledge. So I also, like, don't date people long enough for them to get sick of me. Because <laughs> I get sick of them quicker. Um, but I have been in a situation where, I mean, and people, it is common now I'm seeing on Bumble and like Hinge to like want an open relationship or like have some sort of agreement. Mm -hmm. So I was told that like it was a kind of him and his wife had an agreement. Like when the cat's away, the mice will play. <laughs> That's not what he said, but he was just like, yeah, if she's not there, like when one 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 of us oh my god why can't I say when one of us is away, <laughs> like the other one can like whatever. So and you then you know I, I didn't know we just made out, <laughs> and I still don't know if that's like a true thing that he said to me or not. Yeah, but yeah. I know. I have gotten a lot, a lot of shit over the years um, because I think, like, you know, very fitting with this episode. I think that people do change. Um, I think that change is possible. You just have to, you know, want that for yourself. It cannot exactly. come from a place of, like, like, I see girls do it all the time and it makes me insane. Like, well, I want you to be more serious, like, to their boyfriends. Like, I want you to be more serious. I want you to party less. I want you to do this less. I want you to do this with me more. And I want you to want to be engaged on this date because I said so. And we're mm. almost 30. So, like, that's not going to make your man change. Your man's going to change because he wants to. Right. So, like, I have changed a lot since, you know, my youth. Just, like, over the years, even just so many phases of my life, I'm so different because I've decided, like, you know what? I want something different for myself. I want when people are like, oh, my God, do you remember Brie Winston? Like, I don't want that to be the only thing that somebody remembers of me, you know, 40 years from now. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I don't want to be known as, like, a mean girl. So I stopped doing mean things. Like, Right. You know, like, you have to want that change for yourself. But, like, I've gone through a lot of phases of, like, really seeking attention from men. Mm -hmm. Like, I used to have it bad, bad, bad. And so I've been the other woman, like, more times than I am proud to say. 
I feel like each situation was a little bit different, but it's like, I have always had the mindset of like, if you make a commitment to someone, that is for you to uphold and not to absolve myself of my behavior. Because sometimes I knew they had a girlfriend and sometimes I didn't. Like, sometimes it was genuinely not actually me being an asshole. I just did not know. But mm-hmm. I think in a situation where, like, I, kn- I knew or, like, I suspected, my thought process was always, like, well, that's his girlfriend. That's none of my business. Like, I'm not going to ask him about, like, what is or isn't okay with him and his girlfriend. Like, I also, like, used to be really mean. And so I was, like, I don't care. Like, if this girl's going to be sad, that's up to her. <laughs> like, yeah. I have to control your boyfriend. I can't control how your boyfriend behaves when you're not around. And I also can't control that, like, in this one instance, she knew what was happening. And it was, like, nothing physical was happening. And so some people will, you know, tomato, tomato, was it cheating or not? But it's just, like, mm. like nothing physical ever happened. But right. At a certain point, if you have a girlfriend, like, are these conversations you need to be having with a girl who's not your girlfriend? Um, right. He was very, like, you know, calling me a mistress all the time. And I was like, then tell your boyfriend to stop texting me. It should not be my responsibility to not talk to your boyfriend. You should tell him to stop talking to me because he's your boyfriend. He committed to you, not right. me. And, like, right. that got me a lot of shit. People were like, don't be that girl. And it's like, of course, I'm much older now, and I totally understand if a man is coming to me in this way and he has a girlfriend. Like, it's not something I'm going to entertain now. But I still think that my – I still kind of have that mindset where it's, like, out of, like, growth, I'm not going to do that to somebody. Right. But – Because you wouldn't want it done to you. Exactly. So it's, like, there's that. But I think for, like, another woman to come to me and tell me I'm the problem in her relationship, like, if that were to happen again, I still hold true, like, sorry, I don't subscribe to that. I do think it is a mean thing to do to talk to a man if you know he's, like, married or dating. I think But what if he says... (laughs) Right, but what if he says, you know, well, when my my wife's away for work, like, she doesn't care. Like, is it up to me to investigate whether or not that's true? Right. Because if you say that to me and I happen to be interested enough to, like, want to do that, right. then I shouldn't have to deal with the consequences if he's lying. Yeah. Like that's where it always ends up. Like, yeah. So. Like, that put you in a very stressful situation. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going with the fact that he wasn't lying. <laughs> I mean, that's not a fact. I don't, I'm just going, that's what he told me, so that's what I went with. Right, I but never, I, also, I, I haven't seen that's him again. Fair. I think it, that's it fair. was just, yeah, I, I'm not. <laughs> I think that you have no way to know otherwise. I actually, I forgot. Lying. I do. You do know that he was lying? Well, it was just suspicious the next day when he told me to delete all the text messages. <laughs> hang on <laughs> I forgot so, about that piece of the story yeah me too so me too me too um, I, I would see why you know, black that out um, shoot yeah wow um, well that was after he tricked me yeah he tricked me so it wasn't your fault 
it wasn't my fault. Um, but I still feel bad. And um, I will probably never see him again, which is good. Actually, I will probably see him two more times. Okay, I not that many. That's, two's not too bad, though. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I was very much like once a cheater, always a cheater. But then I feel like as you get older, I mean, obviously I can't speak on it personally because I've never been cheated on. Like I've never had to deal with that, but it's like, you really can't know until it happens to you and you don't know what you would do in a particular situation. But I think not even breaking up but like taking a little break to like evaluate the situation both people can decide like how how they feel and then come back together and be like this is like and just like talk through it like why did it happen how you know yeah like that i'll go with twice um... a cheater always a cheater (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think um I can't remember the specific quote, but it was something like I read a quote and it was like so fitting to this. It was something like you fool shouldn't... me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I mean, essentially, <laughs> yes. It boiled down to that, but it was pretty much like there's a difference between Oh yeah, it was like there's a difference between making a mistake and establishing a pattern. Mistakes should be forgiven. And mm-hmm. patterns should be broken. So, yeah. you know, in terms of your partner, did they make a mistake? And do they genuinely, you know, want to atone? Do they want to be better for you? And so let's right. talk about why this happened. How it happened. I, like, if it's me, I want, like, I am an over-communicator when I have a boyfriend. So, like, if, like, the time that hurt me the most when this happened was I was dating a guy and I had no idea he was cheating on me. Um, And so he was like seeing this girl and like they drunkenly had sex and she got pregnant. (gasps) And so, but then like, why don't I know this story? Um, I mean, I typically try not to air out all my dirty business all the time, but now we have a podcast. Um, I don't know. It's just not really a story I tell often (laughs) because it was terrible. But I like we were dating and I just we like were so young. Like when I met this guy, I was in junior high. Like we would always talk all the time, but he was never my boyfriend. We just like would talk all the time. I'm like, oh, my God, we don't go to the same school and we don't drive. But like, I can't wait until we're older and we like do go to the same school. Is how it all started. Then, you know, we get older and all the things. And we never, like, dated, dated until we were, like, both done with high school. Um, And then, of course, we decided to become a couple. And I was like, well, also, I'm going away to college. So, bye. And I was just thinking, you know, it's not going to be a big deal. Because now we're grown-ups and we don't have parents around all the time. Like, we both drive. Like, all the things that kept me from dating this person for so many years are gone now. Like, it's going to be so great. And it was all over so fast because he cheated on me. And I was like, so I wrote it off very quickly, which is why I became such an over-communicator. Because I was so afraid of, like, if I speak up, then, like, I'm going to lose this boyfriend that I have wanted for a while. So. 
when he told me, he like it was like I like made out with the girl. I was drunk at a party, and I was like, okay, don't do it again. And that was kind of it. Like we just never really talked about it. But like he was making out with this girl at parties all the time, <laughs> like a lot. And then they were also fucking. <laughs> and then she got pregnant. But then they like decided they weren't good together. She didn't know she was pregnant yet. They were like, actually, like I don't really like. We don't drive. So they, like, stop hanging out. And then she reaches out and says, you know what? Actually, after that last time we hooked up, I think that I'm pregnant. So, um, mind you, he is still dating me <laughs> as a girlfriend. So this girl is pregnant. They do a DNA test. It is his baby. And um, he does not tell me until he is like, so I have to tell you I hooked up with this girl on New Year's Eve. And it didn't mean anything to me, but she is pregnant and she is due any day now. And I just figured oh you should my hear from God. me before you like see something posted online and then you like We had nine months out. to tell you. Exactly. And so then that's when I decided, you know what? I don't care if people think I'm crazy. <laughs> when I have a boyfriend and we're talking about hard things, we're gonna like talk about it all because this is good to not tell me for nine, nine months. Nine months. It's crazy. More and than so, that. Obviously, we broke up. Like, he was not my boyfriend anymore. But me and that man are friends now. We did not talk for years because I was devastated. Did he send you money once to get your nails done? (laughs) I'm trying to figure out who it is. He does send me money for my nails sometimes. Well, you deserve (laughs) it. (laughs) Before, I thought it was weird. Now I know he um, tried to make up for when you. Um, like you go to reconciliation and then you have to do pe- penance. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what he's doing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he's really, really a good friend to me now. And every so often, he'll like drunkenly send me a text, like "I'm so sorry," but like his daughter is so beautiful, and like I talk to them all the time. She knows who I am. I don't think she knows like the full story, but like. We, after a few years, he reached out to, like, really apologize. And it's, like, he really has changed. He is a much better person. He's a wonderful partner and father. Like, he's is doing he dating, great. like, the mom? No, but they are really good co-parents. They just oh, are good. Like, not a good couple. Um, mm. But, like, they're making their little family work the best way they know how. And, like, that's really great for them. But also, I just decided, like, not so much that, like, that was such I was so young. We were like 18, 19 years old. Like we didn't live near each other, all the things. Like I'm not surprised cheating happened. So right. I'm kind of over that piece. It's more so like we have such a solid friendship and to lie to me this whole entire time and not yeah. tell me until five seconds before you're going to be a father is crazy. Yeah, that's a whole that is another element too, because it's like We've established this good relationship for at least, like, what I thought was good. Like, we've established this, right. like, this trust and, like, whatever. And you, like, didn't tell me that? Like, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you and I was told like, me I'm we could have worked on it, times. but now we have to break up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I was, thinking, I was like, I'm thinking of all the times, like, I was driving out to come see you. Like we were hang like how many like how do you sit with someone for like a whole day, a whole evening? Yeah. And not say, Hey, by the right. way, this thing is happening, you know? Like I was like, I that is the piece that I will not get over because I don't think if you could lie to me for essentially an entire year, like Yeah. 
I I just don't know how I'm supposed to come back from that and trust you as my partner. Yeah. Like, to sit and talk to me as much as we talked, like, and never mention it, is like, that is just feels very calculated to me. And so anytime I'm dating a boy and I feel like there's maybe a little space or like maybe we're not communicating the same way we like my last serious boyfriend I think people would probably like if they saw how we communicated I think people would think that we were crazy but I also think that's the most solid relationship I've ever had because I really went into it like I dated a man who was lying to me about getting another girl pregnant until the baby was basically here. And then I also dated a guy who was on drugs for most of our relationship and hiding it from me. And so I was like, I just like cannot deal with someone who's going to keep secrets from me. Yeah. And so we talked about like the next boyfriend I got, we talked about any and everything. That's good. Whether it was like, like there was just, there's never any space for something to like be a surprise or like crazy. like. I, we could work through literally anything because we talked about everything. And I think cheating would never happen because there's no room for it to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. But like, to have someone keep something from you is like way worse than lying. Like when I was dating the guy who was on drugs, like I knew something was going on with him. I thought he was going through like a depression or something. And I was like working so hard to figure out how to support him. and then. I ended up finding out in a very, very traumatic way that he was doing drugs. And I was, like, in shock. Because then he's putting you in danger. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. And so, again, I did not get back together with him. And I, like, am the queen of getting back together. I will, like, get back together (laughs) with the same man. I think my record is getting back together with the same guy, like, six times. I would think six is my record. But that one was just a one and done because, like, that's insane. And also horribly unsafe. Like, I could have died. Yeah. yeah. Like, driving me around. <laughs> totally. And that goes into, like, well, then he really doesn't – he likes his drugs more than he likes you. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I – someone once accused me of cheating – and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I went to break up with him. <laughs> and oh. he was like, he was like, there's someone else. I was like, what? No. And then it's like, well, so if you didn't trust me at all this whole time, that now you're going to accuse me of cheating, then why are you even, like, why did we even date? Like, what was, what was us? Yeah. And I was like, so that kind of hurt. I mean, he was really mean throughout the whole breakup. But that was one thing. I was like, I would not cheat on anybody. And that is part of why I broke up. Because I was already like, wow, whenever I go out at bars, I wish I could make out with somebody else. So (laughs) that I broke up with him so that I can make out with other people. Yeah. And (laughs) And I think that's a healthy thing thing to do. No, literally, that is the right thing to do. Yeah. Like, of course, nobody wants to hear that when they're getting done. So I just said, yeah. But, like, that is the right thing to do. Like, if it's not a communication thing, like, I know so many couples that it's, like, well, I wasn't getting X, Y, Z what I needed from my partner. And so, like, I was, like, leaning on this friend of mine or this coworker. And then one thing led to another. And I'm thinking I'm feeling these feelings for this person. And so we, right. you know, I crossed the line. And it's really, 
I didn't like them, but they were giving me something that my partner was not. It, but if it's not that, it's just a general, like, I actually am just not into this as much as I thought. And I'm feeling like I want to explore with other people. Like, the right thing to do is be like, I'm going to explore that. Like, we need to break up and I'm going to explore that. Right. So that's what I did. And looking back, I should have been like, no, there isn't someone else, but I want there to be. So I'm breaking <laughs> up with you. <laughs> just kidding. Because um, to me, that's more admirable than, you know, the opposite. Right. You can't be greedy. <laughs> you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I obviously have not been in a long relationship ever in my whole life. But I feel like when I am ever, I will have good communication. Because I'm, I'm older now. And also, like, I know what I want. and. I feel like I communicate well. Yeah, I think that my only critique of you is I always want you to communicate sooner. But I think when you do communicate, like, you never hold anything back. You tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help you God. (laughs) Like, there's never really room to be confused about how you feel in a situation. Yeah. Um, So I think you'll be a fabulous partner and not well, and the thing with, ever. Oh yeah. The thing with the sooner though, is sometimes I do jump to conclusions and I like that think is something is how it is before I know for sure it is how it is. So then I just wait, I wait it out and see if it actually is what it is. And then I say it. If it Which is, also I it could was. be helpful. That could be helpful right. in certain situations. Like I know, like I could, I get, hot-headed sometimes and I'm like no don't react right now you need to wait and see if this is actually yeah. something that needs this kind of reaction because yeah. most of the time it's not yeah and I think also like so many couples have so much trouble because of exactly that instead of yeah. saying, this is what I'm feeling and this is the question I have like, this is why I'm having this reaction. It's very like, well, I, I saw step one, step two. And so obviously step three must be this. And then they start the fight. And then you, like, get into it. And it's, like, maybe not exactly what you thought. And it's like, oh, whoops. <laughs> and yeah. Then it's like, and well, then you got to, like, stop. Right. I actually just had such a good conversation. Um, so, like, the last guy that I dated very seriously. We have such a crazy story, and I, our last breakup was, I mean, none of them, we've broken up twice. They weren't easy for me, either of them, but this last one, I just felt similar to, like, what we're talking about right now. We have established such a good bond, such a good communication rapport over all the years, and this situation that happened, like, I was, like, If we would have just talked about this in our normal, typical way, like, left space for the conversation to happen, like, the way that we would normally handle that, we would still be friends. We would have decided we're not dating anymore, and we would have moved forward in a way similar to any other time. Like, let's take some space, because I'm dramatic, and I need to cry about everything ever for, you know, a couple months, drink it out with my friends, and when I'm feeling better, we'll talk about it. 
and like be able to move forward as friends because that's right. what we do. But because you didn't bring it to me and talk to me about it in this same way, like now I feel disrespected and I just like don't want to be your friend. Because if yeah. you're not going to honor all the work we've done to have, like we've always said, we started dating, we were so young, but it was like very serious, very fast. So I was like, I need to know that like, it's not realistic to me at 20 years old to say, yes, you're going to be my husband. We're going to be together forever because we're 20. Right. I, that's how I feel. That's what I would like to happen, but it's not realistic. So like we promised then, like we will always work on our friendship first. Like we will be best friends. And so no matter what, like this is a great bond that neither of us wants to lose. So like if we don't end up married or together, we'll still always have this great friendship to fall back on. And you fucked that up in this. And so now I don't want to talk to you. But now it's been a little over a year. We've taken some space. I took a lot of time to not see him or talk to him at all. And he was in town to visit his parents for the holidays. And we sat, we met for drinks. And I was very hesitant. But I'm so, so glad that I went. Because it was probably, honestly, one of the most mature and honest conversations I've ever had in my life. And I felt a literal weight off my shoulders. Like, sometimes really communication is, like, so cheesy, what I'm about to say. But it's literally healing to just, like, talk things out with people. And, like, I'm going to always be such an advocate for, like, it really doesn't matter if people around you are, like, why would you want to talk to that person? Why would you want to hang out with that person? Like, if it's, I think rather than holding on to that, like, I've given myself closure, like, this is why this happened. But it's, like, I nothing has felt as good as sitting with someone and being able to say, this is what happened. I don't understand why it happened, and I would really love for you to explain to me, like, your side of the story. Yeah. Like, of course, don't put yourself in that situation if it's going to, like, make you so, so, so upset. But, like, for me, to hear it from his side, I was like, okay, thank you for explaining that to me. Now let me explain to you what in that is what hurt me. And we were really able to come to a space where, like, I got a very genuine apology. That's great. And now I feel better. Like that's good. Yeah, you have to talk it through, like literally step by step, and that is. I mean, I don't know firsthand, but obviously you do, and <laughs> yeah, like that's just like what you have to do. Yeah, or even and, like with your friends, even you. Yeah, like even just, like well, we've had like me, you, and our other friend. We've ha- had like two. At least two, maybe three sit-downs where we were like, well, this is, like, when you do this, it hurts me like this. And I think that's why our friendship is so good now. Like, we haven't had one in so long because now we just get it. Exactly. And what's so funny about you saying that is when I'm sitting with this man, I, I was telling him, my least favorite thing about you is when you leave pieces of a story out because you think it's going to upset me. Like, I don't want you to leave pieces out. I tell you all the pieces of everything. Right. Even if it's, like, stupid. Like, or, I like, I know you're not going to care. Or it's not something you're interested in. Or it might make you upset. I'm going to tell you all the pieces because I want you to understand all the pieces so you can, you know, communicate right. with me. 
the best way that you know how. And I got that because of this conversation between me, Maddie, and our other friend. Like, we sat down and said, you know, some things that you probably don't want to hear, but I can't be a better friend to you unless right. you tell me it's what I'm like doing a- that's hurting you. Like, I, if I don't understand it, I need you to say, Brie, when you say this, it's not funny to me. Right. And then I'll stop because my intention is never to hurt my friend. Right. And that's another thing that people have a hard time, like, understanding is, like, nobody ever really does something to purposely hurt someone else. They do something, like, like in cheating. Like, they do something because they're lacking something, whatever. Or, yes. like, in friends, obviously, like, we aren't trying to hurt each other ever. We just, you know, it's always, like, a miscommunication. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's such a good point. Like when you get cheated on, your your first thought as the person who's been cheated on, of course, is like, how could you do this to me? But right. I think from the cheater's side, that's not the thought. Like, oh, let me go out and fuck this other girl because that's going to make my girlfriend so sad. Yeah. It's, it's like all they're making like, me feel something Right. That it's I like haven't. I need to feel X, Y, Z. And then yeah. the cheating happens. And then afterwards, once they get that, like, instant gratification of, like, usually it's a reassurance. Like, okay, somebody does like me. Somebody does evaluate me and my time and what I have to offer and, like, appreciate it. Right. And, like, that good feeling is what opens you up to be like, oh, kissed her. Oh, I fucked this girl because you're just really like, oh, wow, I'm getting that attention that I need or that reassurance or whatever it is. And then right. afterwards you're done with that like oh I feel so good you like think about your partner and you're like oh shoot I've really done a bad thing when really you could have just had a conversation but if the lines aren't open for that communication then like that's how we get to a space where there's extra people involved yeah you gotta establish a good foundation you need to yeah you need to to, like help me help you yes Like, because it's hard to sit and hear, like, what you're not doing. Like, I don't think anyone ever wants to be like, why did you cheat on me? And then hear, like, well, I cheated on you because you aren't doing this for me. Like, nobody wants to hear that. And so it's easy to just get stuck in the fight of, like, well, no, you can fuck off because you cheated on me. Which is why, like, that therapist was saying so many people, like, aren't able to save their marriage after cheating. Because she's like, I see it all the time. I can tell within the first session, like how it's going to go for a couple. And, like, obviously sometimes you get the growth, but, like, if you're not willing to hear each other, if you're not willing to give the cheater space to say, this is what I was feeling, because she's yeah. like, it's never just a one-person thing. It's two. It's both of you. It's two. Takes two to tango. Um, yeah. And, and, like, I've been the mistress, and so, unfortunately, one time I was a mistress <laughs> long-term. Not proud of that choice. but like. He was truly venting to me. Like, our bond happened because he was telling me, like, well, when I'm hanging out with girlfriend, this is what's happening. This is what's not happening. This, Like, I mean, at some point, he's literally crying to me. Like, obviously loves this girl so much, but the relationship is just, like, not going well. And I really was just trying to be a friend, like, be there for my friend. And then it just, you know... Tale is yeah. all the time. One thing leads to another, and it just really crossed a line at one point. But it was—it wasn't anything to do with 
I like Brie more than her or I don't give a fuck about this girl. I just like want to fuck Brie. It was very like you weeks were weeks of I, I don't have anyone to console me. <laughs> like right. I'm really upset and she doesn't care. And I think you were providing him something that he was lacking. Yeah, I did provide too much. I wish I would have <laughs> provided a little bit less. <laughs> oh my god it's not funny it's not funny but it's also do you want to know something so terrible this girl is the nicest girl i've ever met i knew oh my god i was sick to my stomach at the time i was like again in that mindset of like well his girlfriend is none of my business like he's committed to her not me i don't know her anything um but so at the time like when it happened i was like hanging out with her boyfriend all the time just like you know these like sneaky little hangouts and I would be like, well, she's never going to know. Who cares? I'm not going to tell anyone. He's not going to tell anyone. It's fine. Um, fast forward to we all went to the same, not the man, me and this girl and all her friends go to the same college and I'm meeting this other girl for lunch and she didn't tell me she was bringing a friend. So I show up for the lunch. I'm like, oh, you brought a friend. How cool. I can't wait to meet her. Turns around. It's the girlfriend. Sure. And so the whole time, I couldn't even eat my lunch. I was so nauseous. She was so overwhelmingly kind to me. Immediately after leaving the lunch, I was like, she's fucking with me. She has to know. She knows. She knows I fucked her boyfriend, and that's why she's being so nice to me. Like, she wants me to feel bad. She's doing this on purpose. So I called him and was like, why didn't you tell me you told your girlfriend? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, I just had lunch with her. She was so nice to me, and he was like, I, I, never told, I didn't tell her anything. <laughs> Did you tell her? And I was like, no. She's just actually a very nice person. Um, and then I never hooked up with that boy again until he was single. Well, but that was really a game-changing moment for me. I was like, I, I, have, to be, I have to be a better person because this, this does not feel good. Yeah. So I think the moral of the story is, like, you just have to communicate and you have to want to change. You have to want mm-hmm. to put in the work to communicate. Yeah. You just gotta, you gotta want to do it. Yeah. You have to want to. I also think you have to have, even if you feel nervous to communicate with your partner, I think that having safe spaces within your friends, like to help you do that. Yeah. Will even be helpful because I know I'm thinking of a certain time, like me and my boyfriend at the time were going through a bit of a rocky patch. We were arguing and like not seeing eye to eye. Um, and I just was having such a hard time because we we were trying so hard to communicate with each other, but we just saw this like certain situation very differently. So it was like a fight that goes on a little longer than typically we would always resolve things so quickly. So I was just really struggling with like we weren't able to just have a conversation and fix it in one day. And mm-hmm. you and I were out at a bar and I was like head over heels, so flirty with this man. And, you know. My face was just a little too close to his. We were dancing just a little too close. And Maddie leaned over to me and goes, you have a boyfriend. Don't do that. 
just like a little reminder. And I was like, I wish that I could give a visual where everyone's dancing. And as Maddie's doing a little shimmy, she just leans over to me. You have a boyfriend. Don't do that. Don't. You're you're really close. Don't do that. Okay. I hate to um, put you on blast, but which time (laughs) was this at the suburban bar or was this in the city? I'm sorry. I just I'm trying to put myself in the in the bar. I just can't think of it. <laughs> it was the suburban time. Oh, that was a fun night. Okay, but I would like to preface: I never actually did any cheating, and this was all the same. No, boyfriend. she didn't. I can vouch for her. This was the same boyfriend and the same scenario. So I'm not crazy. We were just working through something. Yeah. But Maddie leaning over and saying to me. You have a boyfriend, don't do that. It was just like, obviously, I don't need someone to keep me in check. Like, don't right. But I wouldn't have. I was thinking about it, but I was not going to do it <laughs> because that just helped put it back into perspective. Like, no, you like your boyfriend, and you two just aren't having fun right now because obviously, if right. you're your boyfriend, you're not having fun. So you just like the attention you're getting from this man in this right. moment. And so, like, when we left the bar, like when I got home, I was like. Let me just call my boyfriend, you know, like, yeah, I mean, it did happen one other time, but I don't feel that bad. I mean, I do feel bad. I wait, no, I don't think you had a boyfriend that time. No, you did. You did. You did. No, I'm pretty sure I did. But it's also like, this is why, like, as much as I know a lot of people don't like that boyfriend of mine, but like something that makes him worth the drama to me is like, he had a similar situation he went on a trip with his friends and like called me sobbing and was like, um, Oh my God, I'm so drunk. And I almost bought a drink for a girl and I don't, I don't like her. I like you, but I just like want us to be nice to each other (laughs) because we were really a tough time. And so it's like, if you can identify why, yeah, probably stop. And then you have to, like, look at it and have the courage to decide whether, like, oh, I cheated because she's not giving me this or he's not giving me this. I cheated because I actually don't want to be with them anymore. Like, you have to have the courage to make the hard choices. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, I'm sure, like, I think think if you pinpoint, you know, the why, like, we were able to – I know, like, this story – Maddie I feel so bad but like I he was like calling me like on this like boys trip that I was like being a brat I didn't want him to go and I was like oh my god he cheated on me yeah that is when I started to not like him because you said he cheated on you and I was like okay then fuck him but then like one that was so unfair and dramatic because that's literally not what happened but like in my mind in like a state of hurt which like after Maddie just aired me out, I had also done something similar to like have that reaction was so unfair. But like in my mind, I was like, I didn't want you to go on this trip. You went on the trip anyway. And now you're talking to girls at bars. Like I just felt so disrespected. Mm -hmm. But then like we talked it out and I was like, okay, well. And that is actually another point that I would like to make. Like if you Okay, so if your boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever, cheats on you, or yeah, let's do that. If they cheat on you, you need to decide how you feel about it before you start telling people. 100%. 
Cause, like, because like now- then their opinions are gonna hurt your feelings. Exactly. Like, I know, like, my friends are very ride or die. Like, if I say, this man did this to me, he's dead to all of us. He truly will be dead to all of us. Yeah. So, like, I know, like, if I want to entertain somebody in my life, like, I still tell my friends, but you've got to hold some pieces a little near and dear and decide how. Right. It's easier to be like, you know what? This happened. Me and him talked it out. We're staying together. We're working through it. You present it to your friends in like a nicer package, then they'll support right. you that. But exactly. if you come to them devastated and like, oh my God, like with these crazy reactions, then of course your friend's going to be like, well, fuck that guy. And then when you're like, right. oh, actually just kidding. Like, no, I already had the feeling. It's hard to take that back. And so like, you know, that was right. shitty of me. But like in the moment I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah. But, you know, as we've been reminded today, I was I was a little fucked up myself. So, LOL. <laughs> Hashtag growth. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so you have to just communicate and you have to make the hard choices and really you have to want to do all these things, though. Like, you can't, nobody's going to make you. Yeah. It's also like communicating is also like like committing to the change. Like yeah. You can't shy away from the bad part. Like even right. like I just had this very long like dramatic healing drinks with this man and it was very like it's it's very hard to own your part. Like communication is not yeah. just getting somebody to apologize to you and so we kind of talked about our you know, seven year saga, we dated for such a long time. Like, I was like, well, this isn't just on you. Like, I contributed to this in this way. And so I would like to apologize for my part in it, you know? Right. Playing Christmas music? No. I don't know what that, I don't know what that was. <laughs> but like, then like, even he, at one point, we were like both crying because it just it feels good for somebody to be like, "Hey, I'm acknowledging your feelings. I'm really sorry that I had a part in this negative piece of your life." Like it feels right. good to hear, um, especially when like you think people are good people and then they do a bad thing and you're like, "What?" So like to yeah. get that confirmation, like, "Okay, you are still this good person that I thought of you as." You just you know, mm-hmm. this piece wasn't handled well. So like I was apologizing. I was like I was very like one-sided a lot like I thought that I was like this great communicator but really like being a great communicator is not just telling other people what they're doing wrong all the time yeah you have to also own what you're doing wrong and say sorry and I was like I feel like I dismissed your hurt a lot like yeah and that's a hard thing yeah to do like he was sobbing and I think I'm so sensitive to like seeing men cry in general so it was like very moving to me I was like damn his feelings were very hurt and like I did that and that doesn't feel good but I also feel better that I was able to like say sorry to him in a very genuine way like literally we had a conversation in 2022 about something that happened literally like six years ago and I was like I don't think I've ever stopped and asked you like how you felt when this happened because every time you would be like oh I'm so upset I was like you're upset yeah. This is a thing. And like I was like, I've 
would love like I don't know if you're open to that today but I would love for you to tell me just like your side of this because I know it was hurtful for you too yeah I know it was hard for you too and I have literally never let you tell me about it or even like give you a second to like you know and so we did and it was just like I don't know I feel dramatic saying it but I feel like that conversation literally changed both of our lives like for the better, yeah. You yeah. just have to have the hard conversations. You really do. Like, communication is so, so, so hard. But if you're really willing to just, like, take a look at both of you and what happened and, like, commit to changing so those kind of things don't happen again, like, I yeah. think everyone will be better for it. And you both have to understand that it happened to both of you, not yeah. just you. So... I don't really believe in the once a cheater, always a cheater sentiment. And I don't believe in the thing that, like, when people show you who they are, I believe them the first time. Like, no, because people have bad days. They do. Like, yeah, I think that I saved a quote. I was like, when Unless we do the closing of the episode, really of, of course, everything is, you know, situational. But I saved a right. quote. This was actually not even a quote. This was a TikTok comment I saw. Um this this man on TikTok, his name's Kilo Joseph. He was making a video, which nothing to do with anything we're talking about. But um, there's this like very far right um, gay influencer, and he's always trying to recruit other gay men, gay black men specifically, to be Republicans. And he kind of gets a lot of hate. But lately, he's been kind of singing a different tune because he's just so annoyed with like people being so far on one side or the other that like they're willing to just like make crazy points or like ignore normal see like mm -hmm. in the sake of like no i'm a far right republican it's like no just like you could just like be a good person you don't have to align with this piece that doesn't make sense exactly. and people in the comments were like oh my god we can't believe you would support him his rhetoric is so dangerous and it's like he commented back to someone this woman said these people will never change and you need to treat them as such. You don't give them room to like come to your side, come to your table and fuck it all up. And he said, we need to stop saying growth is rare and start nurturing it when it starts. Yeah. And I think that I literally saved it in my phone because I want that to be a staple in my life. Like when people start to change and grow, like I should acknowledge that and just like let it be. Because I know if you met me at 16 years old, there are so many people, literally so many people in the state of Illinois that will never talk to me again because of how I used to behave, rightfully so. I used to be a little bit evil, and I just, like, am not that person anymore. And, like, right. it's sad. Like, some of these people will never, ever, ever know this new version of me, but, like, I've done a lot of work, and so if someone tells me, like, oh, people don't change, I'm like, do you want me to take you back to 2010? Because I'll show you some shit. Right. Yeah. Like, even now, like, people will tell me stories, well, like, I'll bring up somebody and be like, oh, my God, like, I, they're terrible, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I met them at a different time in life. Mm -hmm. So, it's just, it's just, like, yeah. that's not what you see. Right. So or even, I'm, like, people can take us, for example, like, when we first met, you, like, you wouldn't see freshman year Brie and Maddie and then, like, see how we are now and be like, like, people would be yeah. shocked. Yeah. Like, the fact that we are, like, the best of friends is crazy because, you know, we, we yeah, didn't even speak. We, we should do a deep dive and figure out what the turning – oh, I actually remember what it was, and I'm not going to say it. I told you the other day what the turning point was. 
yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you just got you got to put in the work. I don't know why I'm, I'm like literally walking around my house with my phone, and that's not even what I'm recording with. Um, <laughs> you got to put in the work, and you want you have to want to. And if you don't yeah. want to, then that says something, and then you have to make the the brave choice to change whatever's happening yeah. in the relationship. A hundred percent. Like that's what will make you happy. It can't be, well, my mom said he cheated on me once, so I should never talk to him again. Or my best friends are all mad at him. Like it should be, I want to talk about this thing, about what I did, what you did, and we're moving forward from that space. But like yeah. not just cheating, just like with your whole life. Mm-hmm. Is, do you have a closing statement you wanted to say? Um. I don't have it like tied up in a nice bow, but I just, I want everyone who listens to this episode to be open to being open. Wow. Yeah. Like that's just the best way I can put it. You should be open to being open because I was open to being open was like literally all I had to offer when this man reached out and was like, I know you don't want to talk to me. I know you've made a very clear boundary that like you want this to be a closed chapter. You want nothing to do with me. But I've been doing some therapy, and I think it would be very beneficial to, like, sit down and talk. And I think this is a conversation that needs to happen in person I'm in the state. And so I want to throw it out there while I'm here. Like, I would love to see you. I would love to talk. And I was just like, all right, I'm open to letting you talk. I don't know that I have anything to offer. But, like, I will come and I will listen. And, like, yeah, just showing up and listening – has been such a positive thing for me. So I hope that everyone can at least get that with at least one person in their life. Yeah. So be open to being open. That was cute. And with that, no, wait, no, um, <laughs> no. Okay. Be open also to being open to following us on. <laughs> Good one. Good fix. Personal handles on Instagram are at Brianna underscore Irene and at Maddie Grissetto. Um, actually, Brianna underscore Irene is your everything, right? Um, yes, everywhere. Everywhere. So I'm at Maddie Grissetto on Instagram. I'm at Angel Puppies19 on TikTok. <laughs> and you can follow us on Instagram at underscore snacks in the city. You can follow us on TikTok, snacks underscore in the city, mm-hmm. YouTube, and it's always snacks with an X, S N A X. And with that, snacks out.